The Press Pass on WKXL is presented by the Prescription Center, where the health of you and your family comes first. Check out either of their two locations, one at the Concord Hospital Campus, the other 125 North Main Street. The Prescription Center will also deliver your prescriptions to you free of charge. That's the Prescription Center, where the health of you and your family comes first. This is the Press Pass with Chris Ryan. This is where you hear unique conversations with the best athletes, coaches, and general managers in sports. I think you appreciate each and every one. Uh, each and every one is special in their own way. And I play with two guys that uh, they were on top of their game on a nightly basis, and people get spoiled. You know, they they saw Manny, they saw David, so they they start taking people for granted. Uh, opportunity for me. I know I need to help my team now, so you know, the better I play, the better it'll be for us. I think it's uh, one of the most important things is focus and consistency. The Bruins and Celtics are clearly for real, and we hear from two Patriots who are returning to Foxborough. I am Chris Ryan. This is the Press Pass. Boston Bruins with a 3-2 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning inside TD Garden on Thursday. And to me... The Bruins are legit, and their trade deadline acquisition of Hampus Lindholm, we're going to hear from in just a little bit, signals how serious of a group this Boston Bruins team is. You know, putting him side-by-side side with Charlie McAvoy and just watching him in the first game, the decisions he makes with the puck, the awareness around the ice, Hampus Lindholm is legit and uh, really fits in well with this Bruins team, David Posternock, the hat trick, all three goals for the Boston Bruins. Of course, the Lightning are the two-time Stanley Cup champions defending, and they seem to be a little tired at this point in time. Maybe it was just that night, but this Bruins team is legit. We've talked about it before. There's a ton of really talented teams in the Eastern Conference, but I think the Bruins right now are poised to end up with home ice in the first round against either Toronto or Tampa. And, you know, that's big. A lot of times, Stanley Cup winning teams will say the biggest challenge is that first round and getting over the hump, finding your legs as a playoff team. And having home ice is certainly a benefit in that realm. But the Bruins trending in the right direction with 19 games to go. And as important as that win was, the acquisition of Hampus Lindholm at the deadline and creating potentially moving forward, and this is the way Butchie wants to see it, he wants to have Lindholm and McAvoy together. And having that top defensive pair is not something the Bruins have really had. When McAvoy and Chara were together, you know, Chara was coming down a little bit, and McAvoy was still trying to find his way up. Bruins have not had really a top defensive pair during this run of consistent success. So I think that has a chance to be a game changer for this team. Uh, I talked with Hampus Lindholm, who not only uh, was traded to the Boston Bruins, but also signed an eight-year contract extension, and I talked with him via Zoom. Hey, welcome to Boston. Uh, Echoing everybody else's sentiments there. Just, Do you see yourself as being kind of a missing piece, perhaps, for this group and uh, that can put them over the top and, and winning a championship this year? I think uh, they already have a championship-caliber uh, team, and I think I think any team I come to is going to be a better team. And uh, Obviously, I, I can't speak exactly for the team and how they've been playing. So, like I've been watching every little single game. I definitely think anywhere I go, on, uh, I know I'm going to make a difference. And I'm super hot, ex- excited to come to Boston. I think it's a good fit for me. And it's going to be exciting to see see uh, how it's uh, going to 
go here end of, end of the year and uh, the, the years come following up here. And uh, I definitely think I'm, I'm going to help the team be a better team uh, today. You can talk about the decision too for uh, the eight-year contract extension and what about you know, Boston, this fit made you want to extend for that long? For me, it's, it, that was a tough decision. Like it's not easy to kind of just go and extend your career that long in a place that you haven't maybe lived. But for me, it's, I go a lot about like, little like stomach feeling and like just like the team itself is kind of like you guys been speaking about it's it's a great team and i think they always have boston as a city and as a team as an organization they always have that winning winning mindset they they find ways to get get in in the mix and compete and uh, that's something that i that i always want to be i love playing in the playoffs i've missed it the last few years here now i was very fortunate my first couple of years in the league to always be in in the run and being long runs in the playoffs and there's nothing more fun. And I can only imagine being in play front, playing, playing in Boston. I think there's a, it's going to be a lot to be done to, to get there, but I'm, I'm ready to go to battle with the, with everyone. Also talked with Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy about how he plans to use Lindholm and clearly defining it a little bit more when I talk to them later in the week. Um, but here's his mindset on trying to find that good fit for Lindholm, and it appears it's going to be alongside Charlie McAvoy. Hey, Butchie, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you? Also terrific. Uh, on Lindholm, as you've gotten you know, some chance to, to think about his uh, maximizing his ability and pairings, et cetera, um, where, what's your thought process on on where he slots in? Well, I, as I said the other day, he, he's going to play with McAvoy or Carlo. Um and once we get back to Boston and we get on the ice together as a team and he's there and all our guys are there, we'll see how the chemistry goes on Thursday and then Saturday. I suspect he'll play with both. Um, and then we'll try to narrow it down. It may be opposition-driven. Uh, those are two big guys. Carlo and, and him are two big guys, so it happens to be a bigger line. Um, uh, then maybe we go that way. If Grizz can handle the line he's matched up against with Charlie, he's played with him. So, you know, it could be, and it could be flipped the other way. So I think it's a little bit to be determined, uh, but that's where he's going to go. He's going to play in all situations. Uh, and I think he's going to play well for us. He's excited to be here. He's done that for uh, whatever it is, eight, nine years in the league. So uh, I suspect uh, that his, his game will be up to speed and, and we'll just have to find out how he compliments Charlie uh, or, or, or Brandon or, or both, like I said. One of the main reasons that this Bruins team has an opportunity to go deep into the postseason is the type of depth they've developed up front with their forwards. And the development of the third line, the chemistry of Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, and Trent Frederick, who really stands out as a potential power forward. And just seeing him last year for the first time, he had all the tools but still had to figure out a lot of the nuances of the game, get a little better motor. And Trent Frederick has done that this year and has more often than not in playing with this line to the right spot at the right time and has shown a lot of promise moving forward. And the reason the Bruins signed him to a contract extension, an opportunity to talk with Trent Frederick down at the Warrior Ice Arena at Bruins practice earlier this week. Joe by Bruins forward Trent Frederick. And Trent, this has been a huge step forward for you this year and watching you play with uh, Char- uh, Charlie as well as Smitty. It seems like there's such a natural chemistry between the three of you. How would you go about defining how that has worked? Uh, I would say we're just good friends off the ice. Uh, you know, we try to keep it light. Uh, there's not too much yelling at each other. There's more positivity. And, uh, it's been working uh, as of late, so it's been fun. 
For you personally, what do you see as being the biggest steps that you've taken, the biggest steps you've taken in your game from last year to this year? Um, so just it's kind of like my second full year, and um, especially my second full year on wing, and um, just having the confidence and the game slowing down. Just uh, I don't know if that's with repetition or uh, or what, but that's kind of what what it feels like as of late. Yeah, one of the things that stood out is like you seem to always be in the right spot on the ice with that group. And how does a player, you know, get to that point where you're in the slot at the right time to get a, a shot opportunity, or you're first on the puck in the in the corner? That anticipation aspect. How has that grown for you? I think it's just because we've been playing with each other now for a couple weeks or however long, uh, and you kind of build that chemistry. You kind of know. Uh, I know what Smitty's going to do when he has the puck. I know what Charlie's probably going to do when he has the puck. It's just easier to read off guys when you have that chemistry and when you're playing with people over and over and just kind of reading off each other. Were you guys friends before you got put together or did it just kind of happen as you are put together? Yeah, yeah. We've all, we've all, I mean, everyone on our team is like pretty, really close. And, um, you know, but uh, no, we were friends before. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, in terms of, you know, how you've developed as a, as a power forward, what's the, the keys on, on the forecheck and making sure, that obviously, the feet are always moving, that you're able to turn pucks over for that group? And do you see that as being your role on that line? Are you all kind of you know, interchangeable? No, I think, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, being a good F1 is a big part of my role is separating, uh, you know, trying to get physical on the forecheck and separate the puck from the body. And, and uh, sometimes, a lot of times, Charlie or Smith will grab it or, whatever the case is. But, yeah, I feel like that's, you know, a big part of uh, my role and what's, what's helped me help this line out, I guess. How important has your line been, in your view, to the overall success of this year since the calendar turned? And how significant is it to have the type of depth that you and that line have been able to provide? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely been nice. I mean, uh, Smitty scored, I feel like, almost every game we've yeah. been with them. And Charlie... Uh, Charlie's passing and scoring, he's kind of doing it all, and same with Smitty, so it's kind of just worked well so far. And I, Yeah, I mean, I'd give a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is for that, but uh, a lot of credit to those two guys to helping me uh, kind of get this my game going a little bit here. When you look at this conference right now, it seems that there are a lot of high-quality teams. Obviously, you're seeing Tampa, and that's one of those one of those teams. What is your sense about you know how challenging this is going to be for this group going into the postseason, um, given the amounts of talent that are basically all around you? Uh, I personally just look at it kind of game by game, just playing Tampa uh, tomorrow, and uh, not to, like to look ahead too much. Obviously, we all look at the standings. And, uh, but you got to beat everyone to be, you know, to to be the, the champ. So it doesn't really matter uh, what order you try to beat everyone at. It, you're gonna have to play the best teams uh, eventually, I guess. What would you say have been the biggest influences on you here within the, the organization? Are there guys that you've leaned on more than others? Because you have, you know, your power forward type of position is unique to you know some of the other guys on this team. I like obviously Jari on your line is a, bit, is a big dude as well yeah, and yeah. uses the body, but has there been somebody that you've relied on for like the intricacies of how you know a power forward goes about having success? Yeah, I would say Charlie is uh, probably, probably the main one. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, different things. Uh, obviously, he's a good player to try to, try to play like, and uh, he protects pucks well, and uh, he's just an all-around good player. Uh, I guess probably are similar size, so mm-hmm. I can try to use what he uses, and he helps me a lot. Just showing me clips the next day, or 
uh, on the bench, kind of seeing what he sees and uh, explain his hockey mind. And he has a really good hockey mind, so it's nice to listen to him. When you think about who you can be as as a player, are there any particular guys that you've watched growing up that you look at and say, oh, this is somebody that I'd like to be. This is somebody I've modeled my game after. Obviously, Bruins fans look at you and see Luch. Um, who's a little smaller than you, actually. But look at Luch and say, that's that's who Trent Frederick could, could be potentially. Uh, I don't know about that, but... Uh... I would say it's probably changed over the years. Uh, it's kind of different now that I'm in the league. It's kind of weird saying I want to play this guy or this guy. But uh, I know growing up uh, during the time of the Blues, I really liked David Backus. Yeah. Um, he was a good power forward. He was more of a center slash yep. right wing when he was with the Blues. He was uh, he was like that guy, and he was um, you know played hard and kind of was a team player. So that's NBA from St. Louis. Like, that was the guy I watched and everyone wanted to be like. So that's kind of someone I looked up to uh, then. How has the, um, the the fighting aspect of the game, you know, in your view, changed since you're watching it as a kid? And how do you, you know, determine when you're going to initiate you know, that side of things? Because Butchie has talked mostly on the back end about there need to be that snarl, that angriness from from the Bruins this year. And obviously, a guy that provides that to a large extent. So, how do you go about trying to pick your spots, not just with fighting, but with you know, the physical aspect of the game and engagement? Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of different things I've learned over. You know, fighting was never part of uh, my hockey career until I turned pro, I guess. So, was that four years ago? Yeah. So, I never really thought about it too much. Uh, obviously, I watched them, but uh, there's more that goes into play and uh, than just, you know, dropping the gloves, I guess. You know, protecting your teammates or uh, time and score, time and, you know, time and place in the game. So, that, that stuff, you know, comes a factor, but... Uh, I don't know if that answered that question exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've also got a reputation as a high quality trash talker as well. And is that type of a thing is that do you like do you know what you want to do? I think it was last year against the Rangers was like one particular instance. Like you do you know what you want to do? Do you pick out guys like, okay, this guy, this is his weakness here, I'm gonna pick on him on this, or does it just kinda happen with emotion spontaneity? Yeah, I don't know if I'm I don't even know if I'm good. I think it's just uh, I've had a couple moments where I've had the mic around and got caught. I don't know if I'm that good at it to be honest, but um, it's just spark of the moment. It's not like I'm drawing up my head. I'm not that smart to think of them that far ahead in time. Maybe a couple here and there, but um, not really. I think what is you know the best aspect of this team in your view? Like what when you think about the the best attributes of this group and why this team has had success? What what jumps out at you? Uh, I would just say the quality of guys in here. And, uh, you know we've gone through ups and downs throughout the season, and everyone stays pretty. Uh, uh, even-headed, I guess is the word, and just it's a good group of guys, and I think we've gelled over the last uh, however months, and uh, it's easy to come in here and um, come to work every day with such good guys, I guess. Trent, thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. That is Bruins forward number 11, Trent Frederick, joining us here on the Press Pass. Get to the Patriots now. James White is coming back. He's coming off a pretty serious hip injury, though, that had him laid up for weeks. But he is back. The Patriots showing some faith in him, giving a contract with some years on it. And uh, James White, Super Bowl hero and great third down back and great overall guy, uh, is back with the Patriots, and I talked with him. Hey, James, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Um, first off, just from a mental perspective, what is that injury process like when you're you know sitting there kind of wondering what the future is going to hold and how do you get yourself – you know, through that, um, that type of a, a, a time period? Um, there's definitely a lot of thoughts running through your mind, things of that nature, especially at the point that I'm in in my career. Um, I guess at first, you think 
you're not going to be out there ever again because you can't really very immobile at first. So that's where I started. And But what helped me get through the time was definitely being around my my kids, uh, my wife, uh, my family, and things of that nature. Um, they, you know, you have a two and a one-year-old, so that's 24-7 busyness. So <laughs> they help get my mind off all the, you know, the injury and things of that nature. So getting to see them grow every day and helping my wife as much as I could at the at the time, it definitely um, helped me get through this time. And was it only going to be the the Patriots for you, or were you um, looking at other teams? How was what was that process like? I mean, I was open to anything. Um, like I said, I I didn't really know what my free agency market was going to be like coming off this injury, whether anybody would want to take quote unquote take a chance on me and things of that nature. But like I said Bill had the confidence to you know and wanted me back, so that was kind of important to me. Um, and like I said to still be wanted after this is. It was definitely something that helped me out a lot. And just one last question. Just watching this offense last year, uh, you were obviously really active on social media. You were um, you know, engaged uh, from the, in that side of things. But what did you what did you see in terms of Max maturation and also Damian and Ramadre, the way they stepped up? I mean, you know, Mac, as soon as he stepped into the building, you could see that the kid was going to be a good football player. And I think he just got better and better each and every week. And, he took on that leadership role as a rookie. Being a first off, being a rookie and starting all all the games of the season, that's not an easy job. But um, he's a, he's a good competitor. He works hard. He attacks each and every day. So, like I said, I'm sure you guys saw he just got better and progressed every week. And you know, Damian, he he's gotten better each and every year as well. Um, I say he's pushing himself, uh, being a leader out there, playing physically, running hard. You know, you know doing whatever he can to help the team win. So. Those guys have been definitely an important part of our offense, and they will be, you know, going forward. So I'm excited to get back with them. Thanks, appreciate it. No problem. Also back, kicker Nick Folk, who has had two incredible years with the Patriots and has established himself at the age of 37 as being one of the best kickers in the game. Nick Folk back in the mix. Bill Belichick has said that he's actually learned a lot about kicking from. Folk and in his answers here, you'll see why. Hey Nick, uh, congrats on the deal. Um, just what do you think has clicked here in New England for you? You know, kind of on the personal side, but also from a professional standpoint, where you've obviously had you know some of your best years. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of you know a lot of guys kind of get better as they get older. They kind of figure some things out. You know, I've kind of I had some time off there, so I got to kind of really kind of look down, kind of figure out what I needed to do, um, and then. Obviously, got a a great relationship with Jake and Joe. I mean, they they do a great job, um, day in day out. Whatever we kind of need to do to to get right for each game, for each week, each practice. Um, so that that's a always a big positive to have some continuity there. Um, so it, that that's a real big piece of it. And then having just a you know, I, I think another big part is ha- having the the faith in from your coaching staff to, that you're going to do the right, that you're going to do what you need to do. Um, so it, it just kind of, it's all kind of culminated in here in new England. And um, I'm, I'm enjoying every second of it. I, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm back down here, kicking in Dallas, uh, training, lifting, running all that fun stuff. So um, just kind of getting ready to, to rock and roll again. You mentioned kickers getting better as they get older. Why do you think that is more of a, a mental side of things? 
Um, I think you can kind of break it down into that. And then I think there's, um, you just kind of understand the game. You understand the flow. You understand your misses. You under kind of, you know, when you, as you get better at golf, you get more swings under your belt. You understand exactly what happened on that kick or where the, the miss should be or how it should happen. Kind of the same thing happens when, when you get older. Um, I would say that, you know, you, you get a lot of young guys who can kick the ball real high and real far. And sometimes you got to, that real high ball in New England isn't going to be the best kick you could have. So you got to be able to work around that. You got to be able to have a ball that kind of beats some wind a little bit. Um, and you have to understand different stadiums, different turfs, different things. And I think as you get older, you, you learn to understand that and um, kind of really build that into your toolbox and into your, your experience belt and kind of use that every time you go to a new place or go back to different conditions at, in Gillette or in New York or in Miami, you have different conditions all the time. So you can kind of recall some of those old games, old conditions, old, whatever it may be, and um, old kicks and kind of use those as confidence builders and um, to kind of go out and, and uh, do, do the job needed. Thanks a lot. Yep. All right. Nick folk right there. Boston Celtics are legit. Not only are they winning on a night-in, night-out basis, but they're winning by a lot over quality teams. Been some hiccups along the way. Nobody's perfect. But you look at the games against the Jazz. You look at the job they did out in Golden State against the Warriors, albeit, you know, obviously uh, Steph Curry got hurt in that game. But the Celtics have built this team on defense. And you have two elite defenders in Marcus Smart, who there was some criticism given for having Smart out there as a starting point guard and finishing as a point guard. But with the matchups as they are, you may lose a little bit with Marcus as your point guard. I don't think you lose that much. But you gain so much with having him guard the best small on the other team. So... I think that's a huge plus for the Celtics. Rob Williams obviously is a beast on the back end. And then you have, in my view, Tatum, Brown, and Horford all as plus defenders. So they built themselves as a defensive juggernaut. And now you see the maturation and playmaking of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum in 2022 has been a 30 points a game guy. Jalen Brown, a 25 points a game guy. So you have arguably the best duo in the league, playing at a high level at age 25 and 24, and you have the best defensive team in the league. Celtics back in action uh, tomorrow against the Minnesota Timberwolves inside TD Garden and continue to move up the standings. Currently in the fourth spot, but if you look at the trajectory, the schedule, and who the Celtics are, this is a team that more likely than not is going to be the number two seed in the Eastern Conference going into the playoffs. And that is not hyperbole. That is legit. Celtics right now pretty much tied for second and just a little off the pace of the Miami Heat. So that brings up an absolutely pivotal game coming up this week between the Celtics and the Heat inside TD Garden. Of course, Duncan Robinson, New Hampshire's best all-time basketball player, and I say that as a friend of Matt Bonner's, he continues to impress, but... um, Of course, the Heat, uh, a really good team. Celtics play them Wednesday night inside TD Garden. And an opportunity for the Celtics there to continue to move up the standings, the point of which where maybe they are the top team 
in the Eastern Conference. How have they done it? Again, defense. The base has been defense. And we've also seen the maturation as playmakers of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So there's that. There's also the Red Sox as they continue spring training. And, you know, the Red Sox made a very big acquisition in bringing in Trevor Story where they solidify that middle infield. Really, second base was the spot they needed to plug in that high-quality, consistent right-handed bat. They do that there, and you, know, you negate some losses. Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr. We can upgrade on defense, I guess. I still haven't quite figured out that move. Uh, and you have you know Kyle Schwarber being gone, and Schwarber was a really quality acquisition for the Red Sox. So, to me, you know the story pickup negates some of those losses for a team that I think will be competitive for the AL East title. But you have two teams in the Rays and the Blue Jays that are really, really good. And the Yankees team, which in my view is a little bit behind the Red Sox. Both in expanded playoffs, Red Sox very likely to make the postseason. But what are they going to do in the American League East? That's very much still to be determined. And bullpen, what you get out of the, the back end of the starting rotation in my view, is going to define that for the Red Sox. This has been the Press Pass. I'm Chris Ryan.